Hello and welcome to the Me and My Golf podcast. We're your hosts and PGA golf coaches, Piers Ward and Andy Proudman. Each week we're going to share with you our 20 plus years of coaching experience to bring you top tips, the latest information and trends, along with some of the world's best in the golf industry to help you play the best golf of your life. So what are we waiting for? Let's get to it and help you take charge of your game. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while, but as you can see, if you're watching this, that we're in a brand new studio area, which is actually really nice, isn't yes, it? It's very good. We haven't made the most of this area yet, but if you are, if you're listening to this in the car or wherever you are, we are doing a, a visual version of this, a video that actually goes on our website. So you can always check that out as well if you're a member of meanwhilegolf.com. But we're excited to be back. We haven't done one for quite a few weeks now. Um, but looking forward to sort of bringing you guys some value in this podcast that's definitely going to help you on the golf course. Yeah, absolutely. And we are in the uh, Me and My Golf HQ, so there's going to be some toing and throwing with people walking through. So, Andy, um, I think let's just start off first of all by saying, obviously, at MeAndMyGolf.com, there is a lot of instruction on how to get your golf swing better. Yeah. There's a lot of instruction online about how to get your golf swing better. And one thing that we're always striving to do, and we have got plenty of content on this, We'll be talking about that later, but the one thing that I think a lot of golfers should be doing is not just searching out instructional information on their golf swing, but it's also about understanding how to play the game of golf better. Because it's easy to just go golf lesson, golf lesson, golf lesson, technique, 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 go to the driving range, hit 100 balls, and every shot was focused on technique. Whereas that technique is a part of the plan, but we know that playing golf and playing good golf really comes from understanding how to get around a golf course, doesn't it? Yeah, and we all tend to get in these habits. You know, if you're a member of a golf club, you do the same thing week in, week out. You go to the range on a Thursday night with your friends, you work on your golf swing and your practice, and then you turn up on a Saturday or a Sunday, you play your usual round of golf and you experience similar things all the time. So we can get in these habits that actually don't necessarily challenge us and expose us to things that, that... that we could be better at. So um, it's important that we can create different experiences, whether they're on the golf course or even on the driving range, but that really allow us to to break through some some new levels in our golf and help us understand uh, what we can do better and what we can achieve on the golf course, because certainly it's just so easy to fall into these patterns. So if we can mix it up a little bit, which we're going to do today and give you some useful things that you can do on the golf course, it's going to give you so many um, new ways and new experiences that's going to help your golf. And that is exactly what we're going to do with these six different games is we're going to challenge your thinking number one and we're going to expose those weaknesses. So should we go through them, should we start off with the, the, the games? So I'll go with the long game yep. versions first. <clears throat> so we've got three long game and three short game. Yeah, we could have listed many on what we do and this is a culmination of what we've done with some of our, you know, really good golfers, but also golfers who are just getting into the game as well. So the first one, very aptly named, is the US Open Golf. So if we think about US Open golf courses, generally they're they're very penal, you know, level park and often win a US Open, unless you're Brooks Koepka who goes and shoots 10 under and wins by a load. But you look at the golf course setup, it's very much designed around thick rough. So if your golf ball goes into the rough, you're going to find it. It's not sort of um, open championship sort of thick gorse, but you're, you're not going to be able to advance it down very far. So the only shot that you're allowed to play when you're in the rough is a pitching wedge. So that is exactly what we're going to be doing in this game. So when you go on the golf course, you hit it into the rough and you've got 230 yards left, you're only allowed to hit a pitching wedge out as that shot. So I think this is a really good way, Andy, of, of actually getting people to be focused on accuracy off the tee. 
um, is the first thing. The second thing is when you are in the rough, it's actually going to show you the benefit of hitting a high loft out of there because often we see this, don't yeah. we? People go in the rough and get a four iron out because they've got 200 yards left. Actually, when you hit that pitching wedge, you'd be surprised how close you can actually get exactly. with that pitching wedge because of the flyer lie that you may get. But ultimately, the one thing that we are going to ask you to do is when you are in the rough, think about what the next shot you want to play is because you've got to get the pitching wedge out or it could be a sand wedge or a lob wedge, whatever, but what's the next yardage you want? So that's another good uh, value point you get out of this game. Yeah, it's definitely going to help you. Again, you are going to be left with a lot of wedges into the greens, a lot of sub 100 yard shots, which is going to then test your short game. So there's so many positives from accuracy off the tee, putting pressure on that tee shot to start with, but then really allowing you to practice those wedge shots and discovering actually what your yardage is, where you're comfortable from, but also what you need to be wor working at as well. So it, there's a lot of discovery on that, but there's another rule, isn't there, Pierce? There's another rule that actually, if you if you are if you hit a driver and you get it uh, closer than 100 yards to the green, then obviously you can hit. We got we got the ability to go for the flag. Obviously, you can go for the flag yeah. there, obviously on that one. So yeah, the whole idea with that, Andy, is to say that obviously we want to be able to put a. Um, a we see this on the PGA Tour now with the longest hitters, don't they? They will hit driver because the longest hitters, because they know then the risk reward would be, well, if I'm in the rough, it's okay, because I've only got a pitching wedge. Exactly. So we're not actually punishing you for hitting that, um, obviously, because the game we used to have originally was that you had to chip outside. Whereas we think, well, if we do that, it's a little bit too penal, a little bit too hard, people might get a bit uh, peed off with it. Yeah. So it's like, well, how can we actually just say, well, let's reward you for being a long, aggressive hitter, but also we're gonna, we're gonna throw, if you try and be short and crooked, then we're going to penalise you for sure. Yeah, it's a great game, I think, to actually just to go in there and experiment. You can go, you can play nine holes with it, you can play a few holes with it, 18 holes, but we always like to sort of make sure you can keep score with these as well. So yes. go out there and keep score and see what you can beat. You know, ultimately, the way I was thinking about this, Pierce, I think the best of the day is that if uh, in practice, one thing that we don't do in practice a lot of the time, certainly on the driving range, is we don't necessarily keep score. Mm -hmm. So this is why practice and, and, and golf is so different, because on the range there's no feedback in terms of score, we don't know if we're getting better, but what we're saying is take that practice out onto the golf course. It's very different, you're not just playing golf, you're practicing your game and really doing things differently. So keep your score in that. You wouldn't see a 100 meter runner not timing himself. How does he know he's getting better? In practice running 100 meters well he's got the time so he understands what he needs to beat and where he's going so yeah. certainly keep score with that definitely keep scoring and this is something we're going to i was going to come to later but i think we may as well do it now because you can keep this in mind throughout the whole lot but you know to the point where you keep score where you get a scorecard out of the pro shop and you make sure that you do take your score or you put your scores into an app whatever you do but you can take it a step further and really put pressure on yourself by making yourself accountable for what you're about to do. So let's just say that you put a post on Instagram on your stories, saying I'm just going out to play US Open golf through me and my golf. Um, this is a score I wanna beat. So let's say that you are a 15 handicap. Well, if you play, let's say 18 holes of US Open golf, shooting to a 20 to a 20 handicap that would probably be a good thing to do if you can shoot your own your, your 15 handicap then fantastic but let's say you set yourself a score of being 20 over well suddenly now you're putting yourself under a little bit of pressure you're making yourself accountable as well because you told all your friends on instagram and they're going to wait to see what your response is afterwards a little bit brave maybe to start with maybe just start out on four or five holes but definitely find a way of making yourself accountable because as we say, we'll say with all of these games, we want to make the practice harder so that when you get to game day, it's easier. 
bear that in mind throughout all of Definitely. these. Something you can do with your friend as well. Really good one to do with Yeah, your absolutely. All of these I think we can do with a friend, which is great. Okay, so the next one is fairways and greens. Now this is something that we've kind of always done, but not only really stumbled upon this more recently um, amongst actually playing a few matches. So actually I did this with Aaron Rye, which is a very bad idea as he's one of the most accurate hitters on the European tour. Chris Ryan Golf did it with him as well. And a few other people where basically you play a match play. So these are like nine hole matches. So you get points for winning a hole, okay? But you also get a point for hitting the fairway. You also get a point for hitting the green in regulation. And you also get a point for a birdie. So if you couple that then with the points for winning the hole, you can get a maximum of four points. So again, hit the fairway in one shot, hit the green in regulation, uh, which is one on a par three, two on a par four, and three on a par five. A birdie gets you a point, and then obviously winning the hole gets you a point. So if you think there's four points available on any one hole, you can have a deficit of like eight or nine points with two or three holes to go, and you can bring it back. So you can make it a tight game uh, still. But the one thing about this, Andy, is you have to think about it on a tee shot. You know there's a point up for grabs on the tee shot. It's not like you get down to the hole and then you have a half and it's a boring hole. You're thinking all the time about the shots, which is fantastic. Yeah, you don't sort of get complacent off the tee and, and start sort of just taking it for granted. You can just sort of, the pressure's on the tee shot, the pressure's on the other shots, and you can really start to sort of build up that through the game. And that's great on the golf course in practice because you're involving that pressure which is so important for when you get into a tournament, which we know most people don't practice under pressure. They get to a tournament and they, it all goes to pot. So it's a really good way of doing it. Again, you can do this on your own, keep your score, or do it with a friend and, and obviously you know, keep your score that way and have a match play because it's a good way of doing it. it it's, it's, a, it's a really fun match play and you can be there, in, you know, you can be there with it, almost with a, a sand wedge in your hands as, as you approach that into a par four and you go into your playing partner and you know, your playing partner saying to you, oh, make sure you hit the green. Like, you, you know, there's a potential for the demons to come in and you know, for you to think about hitting bad shots, but it really does put pressure on you again, with the whole viewpoint of making it easier when you get on the golf course. And look, it's, it's real good fun as well. It's a really good fun game. Okay, so this is a, this is a terrible game. This is a really, really horrible game. Uh, it's worst ball. So imagine this, excuse me. <coughs> oh, Sean's got some very nice smelling food as he walks past here. Um, so think of worst ball in that you will hit two shots off the tee, and then you will pick the worst tee shot. Then you'll hit the next shot and then you'll pick the worst result at the next shot and you'll keep doing that until you get your golf ball into the hole. Now, obviously what this does is it really puts a premium on consistency, your ability to repeat, 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 which is obviously very important. But the one thing you need to take in mind into this is that you're probably gonna shoot some scores that you haven't shot for a while, you're gonna shoot some bad scores, but the idea is to kind of limit the damage. And if we think about it when we play golf, that's kind of the idea, isn't it? We, we're all capable of playing good shots and, and making pars and even birdies. But what about if we could turn the double bogeys, the triple bogeys into bogeys? That would be a real good thing to do. Yeah, and it's just, as you say, again, this is just as opposed to going out there and just playing your golf course and knowing exactly how to get it around there in, in, in quite an easy fashion. Well, now you're putting yourself under pressure. You've got your worst ball, and now you've got to figure out a different problem every single time and guess what you're going to have a lot more problems than normal which is the important thing so you're going to be faced with more challenges each time you go on the golf course and again you take that then to a competition it's going to feel totally different you're going to think oh, i've got one ball to play now i've got so much better chance how's that going to affect your mental state it's going to be very different it's the opposite to actually what, what it's like in a normal in a, in a competition let's say which is great if you yeah. can make that harder and then a competition feels easier then phew, 
that's, that's, a, that's a great thing. Yeah, and it really does encourage your ability to scramble around the greens as well. Short game is very much tested. But also imagine this, if you were doing this game in a four ball, you know, so me and you against Rick and Pete, for instance, which we've done matches like that before. You know, imagine that we're hitting our shots and then they're going to pick which shot they want us to play next and we have to do that. They're obviously going to pick one of them, but that would be a quite a cool way of you just having a lot of fun. Over just a nine holes, you know, a good bit of banter and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a good way of doing it, I think, that one, really. Absolutely. Okay, let's get into the short game ones then. So this is a great one, par 18. So we heard this from Carl Morris, uh, performance coach, and Jamie Edwards, another performance coach. And I think this is just fantastic, again, for simulating real golf. Now, you can, you can do this on a practice area, on a, on a, on a, on a green, which is, which is great, but we like to introduce this into the round. So par 18 is basically you pick nine different spots around the green, short game spots, and each ball is a par two, which means you've got to get up and down on each spot. So if you're going on the golf course, you can either do it, you can do it a few different ways. You can do one short game shot per hole, so you can get to the first hole, you pick a spot, up and down, it, there's a two. Um, and or you could potentially just pick random holes and random shots from around the golf course as you play around it. So the great thing about this is every single hole that you do, again, totally random, totally unique, totally different situation. You can, you can even go, um, you can assess the levels, you can make it easy, for instance, on the first ones. You could go three easy, three, me three medium, three hard. Or you could go, uh, for the first time you do it, you might just go, look, I'm just going to do this easy. I'm just going to do all of them easy or all of them medium or all of them hard. But you record it again still. You record each one. So as you get around these golf courses, by the time you've, let's say, you've done nine holes, you've, di you've done, let's say, three holes with um, two, sorry, three golf balls, three holes with three golf balls as your nine, and then you've recorded your score. And then next time you go out on the golf course, you do it again, and you've got 28 to beat. Now, we did this with Aaron the other day at the Belfry. Mm -hmm. We set him a challenge. He needed to beat 24. And he got to the last hole on the golf course and he needed to up and down it for 23. And he didn't up and down it on t for 23. He actually got 24, which is still a very good score. That means he bought the curry, because with that we had a little bet on him to make, put the pressure on him to simulate the real game. But it was a great way of adding in some pressure, experiencing different scenarios around the green that were very random and certainly challenging your short game. If you can scramble those around the golf course, you know, it's, golf is not perfect, so you're going to find yourself in a lot of random situations, and the more versatile you are at playing these shots, and the more experience you have at playing these shots, the better you are to be faced with them when they are presented to you in random situations, because yeah. we never know where that ball's going to go, unfortunately. No, definitely not, definitely not. And what we did with Aaron, so the, this wasn't Aaron picking the shots, this was me and Andy, again, trying to expose weaknesses. I mean, we're talking about European tour player, one of the best players in the world, yeah? So we're talking, you know, we're looking to expose weaknesses that we feel there could be in his game to really sort of ramp it up. So bear that in mind when you do this as well. So you can actually go out there and go, well, I'm pretty bad at bunker shots. Do you know what? I'm going to chuck in a few bunker shots. I'm not very good at an awkward line, a bunker or a downhill slope on a chip shot. You know, throw some of those in so you put pressure into your weak areas so they can then hopefully become your strong areas. And, and think of this as well, that if you think about par 18, now, shooting 18 is going to be very difficult. It is going to be very difficult, but you can do it. And we've probably done this game, I, I don't know how many times, we, we've done it several, several times. So several, several? That's, that's more than several. Um, but I can't remember shooting 18. No, so I've it's, never hard, shot 18. It's, it's hard to do. So 
don't think that that's what you should be, you know, that's what I have to do. It's like, well, that's what you're striving for. And if only you're, but if you're shooting, you know, in the 30s to start with, which can easily happen, if you can get it down into the low 20s, you're gonna do pretty good. So let, imagine this, let's say you're doing it in the low 20s. And then let's say you do 22, so four over par. And then you play nine holes, sorry, in an 18 hole round, and you played with the other nine holes that you played, imagine this, that you shot level par for those nine holes because you hit all of those greens in regulation. Suddenly you've got a four over par round. You think, well, hang on a bit. That's like 15 shots better than I normally do. Now, of course, it's not, um, not gonna happen exactly like that, but if you understand that the scrambling and the ability to get up and down and limiting the amount of shots that you waste around the greens is massively important, and this is the best way of doing this. This is the only way really of doing this where you're putting the whole game in, whether it's from 50 yards or 10 yards, but you're getting the ball into the hole. Definitely, just make sure you're tough on yourself as well. It's so easy to go, oh, I'll put myself on this nice slide because I'm good at these and it's gonna help me score good, it's gonna look good on my scorecard. That's not the point. Make yourself um, work a little harder, challenge yourself, put yourself in a situation that you're not gonna like. Yeah, mm -hmm. be uncomfortable, get yourself in those challenging situations and you will, You'll be thankful for them when you, when you get into a situation. And you know what? You'll find yourself in a situation where you go, I've experienced this before. I've done this in my par 18. So now you're feeling comfortable because you know how you played it. You've got the experience and you've got that feedback in terms of uh, being able to do it again. And two other options on this as well, by the way. You can do this match play. Works really well. So let's just say it was me against Andy. We're playing nine holes. And we say we're going to, again, play for the curry. You know, the winner, um, so the loser pays for the curry in, in par 18. So what would happen on the first hole, I'd just stand there and go, right, okay, I'm going to pick where we play the shots from. And then the next hole you pick, so on and so forth. You can do it that way. Um, or just even, you know, just, just making sure that, again, you get that scorecard and you have this accountability. So you have this ability to go, right, okay, I'm going to do par 18 and I'm now going to post this scorecard, that works really well. Oh, and there's one more as well, actually, sorry. If you just played golf in a competition the weekend before and you're playing nine holes, if there's a place on that golf course, on that front nine where you missed a green and you played a chip shot and perhaps didn't get up and down and you want to remedy that, go and play the same shot again. Use that as one of your par 18 as well. Definitely. Some options, loads of options. Definitely. Okay, next one is, uh, it's actually like sort of a Dell, a Dell, a Dave Peltz scoring test that he actually did a short game. He used to do 10 golf balls and 10 different positions around the green. And it's basically a point. If you get it in the hole, it's four points. If you get it inside uh, three feet, it's two points. If you get it between three feet and six, foot, then six feet, it's a point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a point. So you can see I'm having struggled to talk today. Um, but it's a great way this is to, again, challenge your thinking behind this. And it's pretty easy to set up. Really, all you need to do, it's a pitching wedge. Three feet is a pitching wedge. So if you get the pitching wedge head in the hole, Basically, you, you can measure that out from there. Three feet is to the end of the club. So again, go around the golf course, but we're gonna say nine shots. Nine works well because you can sort of split it up over nine holes or 18, and it works quite well. So pick different spots around the green. You can do it on a few different holes. You can do it on one hole each uh, on each hole. Um, but basically, have a go at that and assess your score. You know, Put yourself in a different scenario. If you hole it, four points. If you get it inside three feet, two points and three to six feet, one point. I think it works really well, this does. It certainly gives you in the mindset of trying to go for it as well. It does, it does indeed. And I think there's, there's two main benefactors to this, because obviously it's similar to the par 18, but the two main things that can work with this is number one, it's good for pace of play. So you, you haven't got to sort of put a load of, like Andy said, you haven't got to put a big grid around the hole, which you can do in practice, by the way. 
you know, literally you'll hit it, you'll chip it up there and you'll go, well, that's probably, that's, that's definitely outside of six feet. But if you look at it and go, well, that could be inside six feet, you get the wedge and double it over, you'll know whether it's inside three feet. You won't need to do the measure. It may get a little bit close, but it's good on time. It's gonna get you around the golf course quickly. And the other way, the other way it works really well is it's quite transferable regarding your high scores from your practice. So if you haven't got the luxury of having a chipping green at your golf club or local facility, which has, uh, putting surface quality so you can actually go and hold the putt it works really well so you can just chip onto the green yes of course it's not good enough to putt to then but again it gives you a score which you can then transfer to your high score rating when you go to the golf course exactly so make sure you, again all these as well really when we when we talked about all these we thought the, about the ones that could be really put into the game that's not going to take forever on the golf course you can seamlessly put these in without you spending four hours to play nine holes. So it really just fits into your normal game and you can do quite easily. Okay, next one is the two putt game. So this is really, obviously, we want to challenge the putting as well if we can. A lot of these short game ones so far haven't really challenged the putting too much, but we want to really work at two putting. So we're going to get to each green, let's say, for instance, on the front nine. And what we're going to do is we're going to make sure we go for the hardest putt. We're going to look where the flag is and we are going to put the ball in the hardest position possible to make a two putt. And your job is to literally just two putt, or one putt if you can do, but you're gonna two putt each green if you can. And you're gonna do that around the golf course, you can do it on nine, you can do it eight, on 18, whichever you prefer, but put yourself, again, in, a, in such a, a tricky situation where a two putt is difficult. The hardest point on the green, it's really gonna tune you into getting the pace right, and then you're gonna be left with a lot of probably four to six footers those crucial puts to sort of save par, which again is going to develop the, your nerves under those pressure puts as well. So this is a really good one on, on both really, Pierce. The, the, the challenging um, distance control on that first put, but then you know you're going to be left with some testy ones to actually finish off. The two, the two main components of putting, you know, good distance control and good holding out. And, you know, I, th I think if you think of the confidence that you can get as you get better at this, if you start to perform well doing this game, then guess what, when you're on the golf course in a tournament or just even a, a, friend, a friendly game, which are never friendly games <laughs> with your friends, um, you know, think how good you will feel knowing that you have a good ability to actually you know, two putt from distance. And I think that the, the key again, look, score it. I mean, this could be a par 18 challenge. We didn't put any requirement on this. It could be the amount of, if you play nine holes, I wanna have more two putts than three putts, you know, because they're gonna be really hard putts. So if you actually have five two putts and four three putts, that's not that bad if it's a really difficult, challenging putt. But always look to put yourself on a positive side if you can, when it comes to something like that, or just do it as par 18. But again, we know that, I think the majority of people listening to this and watching this, Andy, will probably three put at least once in a round of golf. Including us, to be fair. Including us, I Including played the other day us. and about five. So yeah. there we go. But yes, yeah, so maybe so I maybe should play this game. maybe next time you should need to do this, Piers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, look, I think the, the whole idea with this is, you know, make, made some notes on this on, on what we wanted to achieve by sort of, you know, getting you to um, hear and see this information. So exposing your weaknesses, that's something you can definitely do throughout these games. You know, disrupting your thinking, so challenging your thinking. Changing the patterns that you have. Go to the range, hit balls, work at technique. It has a place, but it's not the full picture. Going to the golf course and just playing golf. And, and, and this, is a, this is a good one that we see a lot, isn't it? If you see someone who does go and play golf by themselves, which is brilliant, by the way, 
They go and play golf by themselves, they hit a couple of shots, they hit one in the fairway, one in the rough, in the trees, which one are they going to play next? Exactly. They're never going to play the one in the trees, they're going to go to the one on the fairway. Even if you hit one ball, you go and drag it out the trees and go, I want a nice shot off the fairway. Yeah. You know, don't do that, don't do that. So challenge, sorry, change your patterns. Change your beliefs as well. You know, the belief that you say to yourself, maybe I'm a really bad short game player. Well, guess what? You put this practice in, you'll know that you are a better short game player. And again, um, two more, the ability to train routines. So the ability to go through a pre-shot routine, which would recommend you do on all of these as you would do when you play. And the most important one, just make you better on game day. Definitely. Actually just make you a better golfer when it comes to competing. And it will also, we talked about exposing weaknesses, it will expose your strengths, which is equally as important. Yes, we want to know what we're bad at, but we also want to know what we're good at so we can really have the confidence when we're at that. If we know we are great from 40 yards pitching, well, look, we're going we're gonna to expose that and use that a lot to our advantage so we can leave ourselves 40 yards. And when we're over that shot, we've, got the, we've put the work in knowing that we're good at that. So we're going to have great confidence in playing those shots. So there's so many benefits of doing these things on yeah. the golf course that if you just do them and make it harder, make practice harder on the golf course, on game day, you are going to be better. And you're certainly going to feel a lot better as well. Okay, okay. So I hope that helps. I hope that makes sense to you. Make sure you go and give some of those a, a, a go. You can, you can easily do two of those games at the same time. So pick a long game one and pick a short game one and run them both together. Um, but if you wanted to delve a little bit deep into this. If you're watching this now, you'll see the screen. On the screen, we've got Simple Secrets to Lower Scores, which is one of our coaching plans at meandmygolf.com. So if you're a member and you're watching this, absolutely fantastic. You can go and have a look at this. If you're not a member and you're just listening to this, why are you not a member <laughs> is the first question. Secondly, just go and check it out. Go and take advantage of the website. Have a look at it. Simple Secrets to Lower Scores. Actually, part one is on, the web on YouTube still, isn't it? I think it is, I yeah. think it is still on YouTube, so you can actually go and, and have a look at that. But that's, again, it's not about technique so much, it's about strategies and thinking right on the golf course, which is obviously massively you know, This is one of our best plans that we've done it because is. it really talks about getting you around the golf course in, um, in as low a shot pos as possible. And where most people are so focused on technique, which we know is important, getting around the golf course in, in, the, in as, as little shots as possible is the important thing. So we've got so much good stuff in here actually that's worth seeing. So make sure you check it out if you haven't already. This is a really bold statement. This is like having Steve Williams on your bag. It is that good. So Tiger Woods that caddy. Is a bold that is a bold statement, isn't it? Guys, so one other thing, guys, if you enjoy the podcast, then let us know. Um, just screenshot us and tag us in on Instagram at me and my golf. And also, if you like what we're doing, head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Please rate the podcast. It really helps us grow and, and reach more people and, and really just help them with their golf as well. So thank you so much for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. See you soon. So we hope you enjoyed the podcast and it provided some value to you. Now, if it did, then please share it with a friend. If there's somebody out there who you think this will help, then please share it with them. Our mission at Me and My Golf is to help as many golfers as we can. Now, one of the questions that we get asked all the time is how can we get online coaching from YouTube? Well, we've built an amazing platform that basically encompasses our coaching philosophy. So what we believe as, as coaches is that we're all unique, we're all different. So what we've built is a platform that enables you to find exactly what works for you. We've got several coaching plans on there that, where me and Pierce actually coach you week by week, telling you exactly what to practice and really helps you understand your game and reach your goals a little bit easier. And there's a shot fixer section on there which really helps you pinpoint some of the faults that you're doing along with an extensive 
video library with loads of videos and also some articles on there to help your game. So it really is a, an amazing platform where you can learn, find out about your game and really enjoy and be a part of a community where already thousands of people are enjoying it and seeing the results as well. So if you want to take a look and it feels right for you, then head over to meandmygolf.com. You can actually have a seven-day free trial to check it out. We know you're going to love it. We're on there every day speaking to our members. So head over there now and we'll see you on the next podcast.